Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back seven minutes after nine. Well, I'm back. This is a new show. It's Sean show. It's the Sean show. I'm Sean. How are you? Sitting in for myself this morning. And the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It is Veterans Day. As I've been saying all morning, if you have a vet in your life whom you'd like to call up and say some words about or two, that's fine. Uh, for my part, thank you all for your service. Um, well, we got to deal with city council stuff here. Well, let's start off with Mario. Mario Bravo. Whom <laughs> I said earlier in the morning. It, it's, it's, it just sounds like such a made-up name. I'm sorry, dude. It sounds, it's What are you, Zorro's younger brother? You know, just, you know, Mario Bravo. And he and Anna Sandoval used to be uh, together. And a couple of months ago, uh, there was some resolution that they were going to vote on. Uh, Mario thought Anna was going to vote with him. She chose not to. And so in chambers, he started screaming, or in the hallway or something, he started screaming at her. And he did the one thing that, you know, just is not ever cool to do. Uh, he, he brought up, he, he used the relationship thing in, in, in his rant. Uh, called out something about their relationship. I'm not going to, I'm not going to repeat what he said, but it was like, dude. And uh, she started crying, and so yesterday they had a uh, they they had a a resolution to censure him, and uh, and uh, uh, passed a no confidence vote on District One Councilman Mario Bravo. Council Member Bravo's behaviors negatively impacted his and the city's co- city council's ability to conduct its business, leading to the city council to lose confidence in his ability to act as an effective colleague on the city council. Now, it, it doesn't mean anything. He still gets a vote. He, he's not losing his gig, you know. But it's on his record forever. Uh, so, you know, there's that. But, you know... <laughs> The the other story is is much more difficult to talk about because it involves somebody who's a very good friend of the station and whom I I feel as a friend and who I have a great deal of personal admiration for is uh, our councilman out of District Ten uh, Clayton Perry, who quite possibly could be having the worst week of his life. Uh, and as I said earlier when I brought this up, you know, do I probably have a bias towards Clayton? Yeah, just because I really like the guy. Uh, but I am a talk show host, and he is a member of city council, so I do have to bring it up and and give you the latest. Um, as you know, Sunday night he was uh, allegedly involved uh, in a hit and run uh, where allegedly he slammed into somebody else, or a black jeep slammed into a, a car uh, down there by Redland. Uh, it was a it was a hit and was, you know front end slammed into the front of this car. And then the black jeep took off. Uh, somebody who was a witness, nobody was hurt, but uh, so uh, somebody who was a witness to this then allegedly uh, followed that black jeep to where it's you know it went, and it went to Clayton Perry's house. The witness then drove back to the scene and told the police, "Police, go to Clayton Perry's house, find him in the backyard." Um, an arrest warrant was issued. Uh, this was Sunday night, and. Uh, 
He turned himself in yesterday at about four. He paid twelve thousand dollars in bond and was released. Uh, we are still waiting to see. He's been charged with uh, leaving the scene of a crime uh, and and not just you know assessing or whatever the technical name is for it. Uh, he is not going to be charged with DWI because he was not in the vehicle and the the. Uh, the officer who went to his residence did not. I, I I I'm fairly certain if you're not in the vehicle that they they really can't prove that you were driving under the influence, and so he didn't do any kind of testing or anything like that. So that's pretty much off the table. Um, Clayton Perry, when he got out of uh, you know dealing with uh, the bond and all that stuff, did talk to reporters briefly. Um, they asked him if he had been drinking that night. He didn't answer. He, he did say that he didn't remember the accident because he'd been hit on the head, and he actually went to the hospital the next day. He um, uh, was asked if he was going to resign. He said he has a lot of self-evaluation. Very brief comments. And and it, we, we brought this up earlier. People were saying, well, you know, he should come clean about it and admit to it. I'm like, well, you know, you, again, we don't know what the DA is going to do. And I don't know this for a fact. I have no idea. This is just pure conjecture on my part that more than likely he's being advised to say as little as possible because uh, we're still waiting to hear if the DA does anything. Um, On the same day, you know, we can't get the body cam footage from the hammer attack on Paul Pelosi, but the the, uh, uh, video footage was released. Uh, yesterday as well. That's online. If you want to take a look at it, you know. Um, it it again as somebody who has a great deal of of affection for him and admiration. It's just all sucks. I mean, it's just a it sucks. It's it's sad. I don't like. It's hard to even really have to talk about it on the air because I probably do have a big old fat bias uh, in regards to Clayton. Um. Uh, I can only surmise what's going on through his what's going through his head. It's it's got to be one of the worst, if not the worst, week of his life, I would imagine. And uh, that's a heavy weight. Um, should he resign? Um, I, I would. And this came out earlier when we brought it up. And you can tell me what you think. Should he resign? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I I uh. uh Initially, I said no because you know let's see what happens and uh, and and I everybody deserves a second chance and I still kind of stand by that opinion but uh, I I think we need to figure find out what happens next uh, and as far as some if something comes down from the DA uh, so I, I would say don't do anything until we find out what happens next if anything happens next. Um, does it damage his credibility as a as a as a community leader? Well, yeah, it does. Uh, what do you think, though? Should he resign, or is it too early to make a call either way? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Michael. Michael, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Not too bad for a Friday, man. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking, uh, you know, because he's a high profile person i mean you know uh, i know that in my situation i was not driving and i was in my I had my garage door up and standing outside my truck and 
uh, police came in there and uh, whipped it to me. You know well, what mean? happened and, now? Uh, what, wait, wait, what happened? You were not. You were just well, in your garage you know, in your I car. Was, sure, I, and I had taken some medication, and I did. I did have a drink, uh, out, and I did drive, but I felt the uh, unwoosiness of, um, uh, of, you know, aggravation. If you had I turned around and I came back to the house, and I pulled up and I turned off my vehicle. I got out, opened up my garage door, and I could see this cop coming up the street with his uh, two uh, flashing lights on the front. Wow, really? And, and all of a sudden, he just thumped it, and he just, whoo, and he whipped it in my driveway, and he got out, and he started telling me I was drunk on 410, and I was never on 410. And, uh, you know, I right. got charged. Wow. You know, there was nothing I could do. And you were out of your and, vehicle uh, in your home. That's interesting. That's right. I, did, I thought know, if you weren't in the vehicle, it did. Well, anyway, I, I don't know. Um, so what? So as far as Clayton, though, what do you think? Well, um, I think he needs to come out front, really. Uh, as far as his job, I, it depends on the, who was driving. If he did a hit and run, I mean, that's another situation. Uh, but surely, uh, for him to have done that, he's a, a top dog councilman. He should be out front and not. You know, uh, right. Well, and I, and I got to run, man. I, it, again, he may be being advised not to say anything because we are waiting to see if the DA does something. In, in all fairness, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSa and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. Twenty two minutes after nine. We'll uh, take a couple more calls on Clayton Perry, and then we'll uh, we'll move on to. Madonna drinking from from a a dog bowl. Madonna drinking from a dog bowl. Here's Melissa. Melissa, how you doing? I'm well. Hey, what's going on? What do you think? Hey, this guy should have been in jail, under the jail. He made huge mistakes. Have you watched the video of him trying to get into his house? Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Yeah. Using the credit cards to try to get into his house. Right. This this was a choice. When you're that wasted, it is a choice to get that wasted. Now I don't know if he had more than alcohol on board, but he's his privilege is really working for him. I, I no, I don't know if there's PWI. What's that? They pulled into their driveway, took the keys out of the car, were out of the car, not driving at all when the police pulled up, and this. Person was arrested for a DWI. Wow. His privilege is working for him. You can choose to not see it because he's a friend of yours. And I well, no, no, no. I, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, working I, I'm, I'm, I wasn't, I, my understanding was that if he, he's not in the car, that he's, they can't prove, even though it's obvious, they can't prove that he was in the car. So I don't know to what extent that plays into it. I think very little yeah. privilege is going to play into Clayton Perry's situation, given that uh, given the makeup of rest of the rest of city government. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I mean, he's lucky nobody's dead. I agree with and that. He's, he's lucky nobody was hurt. Died. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, thank you for the call. Let's go to uh, Isaac. Isaac, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Hey, Sean. God bless you, brother. God bless hey, you. He's not from my dis- district or anything. Political figures, This uh, the young lady that was speaking right now talking about his privilege is working for him. I think actually it's working against him. If it had been just anybody else, it wouldn't be a big thing. 
Now, I understand he's a political figure. He's, uh, you know, you know, he should be setting an example for the community. But I think he should just wait it out, fight it out in court. If it ever comes to court, he has the right to uh, to that, just like any other citizen. Uh, probably it'll cost him his political uh, career. But that's up to that's up to voters. And I think that he should just do the smart thing. Uh, for that, yes, it was a bad decision if, in fact, all of these things are so, which seems obvious. But like we all say, people make a mistake uh, being thrown under the jail and all this other stuff. That's good for somebody uh, to have that opinion until it's you. Mm. I've been in a like situation before, and I'll say this. I believe, I would hope that after this experience that he's going through right now, it will probably never ever happen again i think that i would give him i don't know him personally but i would give him like anybody else the the uh the opportunity to be able to say you know i need to i I need to take this as a a well a lesson well learned thank god nobody was seriously hurt Mm. but if it gets political somebody will get a hold of the people involved in the accident and all of a sudden they've got like i said i I have no idea but we'll see but i and i appreciate the call man i i when i say i don't think privilege is going to play a part in this it's because he's he's at odds with the entire city government. He's the only conservative voice down there. So I, I don't really see any kind of privilege going to play into this. I really don't. I think what's at play right now is we don't know what the DA is going to do. So he more than likely can't say a whole lot while waiting to see what the DA does, if the DA does anything. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, it's very sad and disturbing all the way around. 210-599-5555. Speaking of sad and disturbing all the way around, Madonna is 64 years of age. She uh, released a video to her Instagram account yesterday where she's licking water out of a dog bowl on all fours. Uh, And this is from KFI in L.A. The song, I Want to Be Your Dog by the Stooges is playing in the background. While 64-year-old Madonna shows off her strange moves, there are plenty of weird photos in the video, including the singer squatting over a bottle of sriracha hot sauce, which is never a good idea. And a picture of her aiming a mustard bottle at her butt. She's going to squirt some mustard on her butt. And and she's just, you know, by and large, she's just very creepy looking because she's got the whole, I don't know if she shaved her eyebrows off or if she's dyed them. I don't know, but she's got no freaking eyebrows, so she looks like Satan's daughter to begin with. And it's, it's, it's painfully obvious that she just wants to be noticed. She just wants to be sexy Madonna all over again. It's like, sweetheart, you're 64, man. Nobody's getting the dog bowl thing or the mustard on the butt. And I was actually telling Don Morgan and James, producer James, earlier that, you know, she's on a track, and I don't know if Don's working or not right now, but she's on a track where she she has this preternatural need to shock people. And at what point do we see her actually pooping? You know, she's working up to actually pooping on Instagram. I'm, 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 that's going to be the next thing. No. We're going to see Madonna poop. I, I'm telling you. Oh, come on. She's getting close to it, man. Why do you got to put that visual in our heads? I, I, I don't want the visual in my head either. Well, but you, I'm just saying, 
where's she going to go? She's trying to be as shocking as possible. At some point, we're going to see her take a crap. I, I just no. I see it on the horizon. I don't see. There are plenty of other condiments she could use <laughs> in an effort to shock us all. Why stop at mustard and sriracha? I'm, I'm just saying. I think at some point we're going to see the woman poop. I, I just and there's and there's going to be like a butthole surfer song playing in the background or something. She'll try to make it into something artsy fartsy, but it's going to happen. Don, we're going to see Madonna poop yeah, at some I, point. I, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't either. I I don't want that in my head. I, I'm having enough time with the dog bowl video and the sriracha, right? With her, with her 64-year-old ass hanging over a bottle of hot sauce. You know, I just, it's, yeah. just, Madonna, just give it up. Just be 64, man. Just be 64. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with just being 64? And we were talking earlier about, you know, she's done some great stuff. I mean, she was really top shelf until the mid-'90s. Uh, when she did that one record that we all played new with Express Yourself, Like a Prayer. I mean, there's a lot of great songs off that record. And then at some point, it just became about shock, and, and that's where she is now. So I, I just I got to take a break. I just want to you know predict, make this prediction so that when it happens, you could say old old Sean saw it on the horizon, okay? Horizon. At some point, we're going to see Madonna poop on Instagram. There you go. No, no I don't see that happening. Yeah, all. it's going to happen. You'll see. <laughs> no, I don't want to see. That's well, the just, problem. I'm just saying it's, she's, that's what she's edging all towards. Right. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty, or you know, express yourself will be playing in the background. She's expressing something. Uh, she's <laughs> pinching a loaf there. Ah, stop it! Uh, so, you know, what the hell is wrong? I'm with just you? saying, dropping oh, one. Man. <laughs> Letting the steamer go. I'm just saying. Oh it's no! It's, she's gonna Come poop on. on. She's gonna poop on the video. Oh, All right. Two one zero five nine. Speaking of pooping on videos, I got a doctor's appointment uh, this Monday, so what? Trey will be back. <laughs> God. <laughs> Trey will be back on Monday. <laughs> we got ninety minutes left. Of I got. I got to die. I'll be off on Monday. All right. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Celebrating one hundred years of service. Fifty five KTSA. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Hi. Um, well, we had some pretty big Powerball payoffs this week, past couple of weeks, right? Uh, we had one guy out in California, uh, one off the Powerball, $2.04 billion in Altadena, California. It was the highest Powerball jackpot ever paid. The odds were one in, uh, let's see if I, two million and nine hundred and ninety two something or other um we we have a, a cnn piece and fox news is reporting on this a cnn piece from wednesday that claims that the lottery is racist <laughs> it, the lottery itself any state lottery is in and of itself a form of systemic racism that targets black and brown communities across America. Um, they they claim this because the lottery is sold, tends to be sold and marketed to middle and poor 
or middle and low income neighborhoods. And you know, only black and brown people live in in low income neighborhoods, right? And uh, they say that uh, the lottery is not sold in in wealthier neighborhoods, not to the extent that it's sold in lower income neighborhoods. Now, why do you think that is? Why do you think? <laughs> and I, and full disclosure, I'm a lifelong lottery player. Okay. I get my wife a freaking scratch off every other day. I myself buy a Powerball or a Texas lottery ticket probably once a week. I, uh, you know, my mom uh, will tell you she's going to be 90 years of age on on Sunday. And she'll tell you that she's never drank, she's never smoked a cigarette, never done any drugs, or one vice, playing scratch-off lottery tickets. In fact, my mom uh, actually won about $30,000 off a scratch-off ticket in Maryland uh, about 20 years ago. Um, the reason, this may shock you, but the reason why lottery tickets sell more in middle to lower income neighborhoods it's because they're they're in you know if you're if you're at a low income or even if you're middle income it's kind of like this golden dream on the hill right to to uh, you know win the freaking lottery and change your whole life and people know the odds are far and far and away against them you know i buy scratch tickets all the time do you buy scratch tickets oh that's because i'm mexican yeah because you're mexican yeah that's the only reason well they're fun (laughs) right that's that's you're mexican you're people you're brown you know and uh uh, they have a group called stop predatory gambling the lottery is a form of systemic racism no it's your people are making a choice man i'm 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 Norwegian American man. I'm so stinking white. In can a decent snowstorm, you can't even see me. And I buy lottery tickets every week. Um the reason you don't see lottery sales up in wealthier neighborhoods is because well, they're wealthy neighborhoods and so they don't really have much of a desire to play the lottery because they're already freaking wealthy, man. It's really not ethnic, it's financial. And I've heard a lot of critics about the lottery over the years in general. Uh, Dave Ramsey's not a fan of the lottery. But you know what? I, I spend maybe th- eight bucks on lottery between a scratch off for my wife and maybe a Powerball. I spend about eight bucks a week. My spending issues have, you know, if, if lottery was the only thing I wasted money on, I'd be, I'd be, in, I'd be golden man. I'd be in such a better situation. I, I, I can go into a convenience store and drop a hundred bucks and not come out with anything, but a new pair of sunglasses. Um, it's fun. It's a little bit of excitement in your life. It doesn't really mean a whole lot. You're more than likely going to lose. Everybody knows that. I, I've worked in, in during the course of my highfalutin celebrity radio career i've worked in six convenience stores are there people that'll come in on a friday and blow their entire sticking paycheck on lottery tickets yes guess what they're making a choice and one more thing as somebody who is a veteran of uh convenience store work okay you don't have a system your system won't work (laughs) i've heard that crap so many times over the 
I had a guy used to come into one store, had a notebook of numbers in it. I got a system. Have you ever won? Nope, but I got a system. Okay, just some advice. You, you, your system's not going to work, okay? And as far as Powerball or Lotto or or the state lottery, uh, Texas, you only need one, man. Just one. When the odds are that high against you, just buying two or three Powerballs aren't really going to increase your chances too much. But you knew that already. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. We'll talk about the racist lottery here in a second, but I'm picking up from TMZ.com. And again, this is the first report we have heard of this. And they didn't they screw up the Jerry, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis one uh, last, last week? Well, yeah, they were like two days early. Comedian, according to TMZ, comedian Gallagher uh, has passed away at the age of 76. Uh, He had been in ill health for a long time. They're saying he passed away uh, under hospice care in Palm Springs. He had had multiple heart attacks over the years, and he died of massive organ failure. So that's what TMZ is saying. So... I heard he had problems for a while. Yeah, so, so you know, we'll, we'll see if that, if we get any more... Uh, reports on that. Here's uh, Stephen. Stephen, how you doing? How you doing today, sir? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Well, I just wanted to say thanks for all the support you give veterans out here. Thank you, man. I I, I try. You know, I, I have a great deal of respect for our veterans. You do, because I feel your love every time I hear you. So, well, I uh, I appreciate that, man. You know, it's like I said, I. I I, I, I am one of those guys that goes up to people and says thank you. I think it's the least I can freaking do is say thanks, you know, for, for your service. That yeah. means a lot to us. I can tell you that much. All right. Well, thank you so much, man. Thank you for your service. My dad's a thank veteran, you. and he goes up to other veterans when he sees them and introduces right. himself every single time. Wow. You know, it's just good behavior. It's just uh, it's showing gratitude for folks that put it all on the line. 210-599-5555, Again, TMZ is reporting that comedian Gallagher has passed away. Uh, he was a guy that would smash the, the watermelons with the big hammer. He was pretty iconic back in the 80s. There was a weird thing I remember... Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that I was a huge fan, because I wasn't. You know, it's not, It wasn't kind of my shtick, but, you know... He was uh, he was pretty big there for a long time, um, but he had this weird thing with his brother, his, I believe his younger brother, who, who looks just like him. And his, I mean, I worked at, it was the first radio station I ever I, I worked at WCEI in Easton, and I remember it was really strange because I was doing mornings there in like the mid nineties. Uh, and Gallagher's brother uh, was on tour, and he basically does the same act. Yeah, he did. And, and I, what I, what I, what I ended up finding out is that I guess the brother had actually sued uh, his own brother for the right to travel under the name Gallagher and basically do the same shtick. It was really bizarre uh, because we we actually had I can't remember what his name was now the other Gallagher brother, but. Uh, we actually had him, uh, uh, you know, in an event 
And it was just him smashing watermelons and crap. So, yeah, again, it just if, if you're just joining us, TMZ is reporting that Gallagher has passed away. We'll see if uh, we get any additional reporting on that. Uh, well, you know, we're, we're at that stage of... Uh, of life, you and I, uh, I'm in my mid-50s now where a lot of folks that we grew up with are just passing away. It's just, uh, it's it's the, I hate this, I, I gotta hate this statement, but I'm gonna do it anyway. It's a circle of life. And we've lost a lot of folks over the past few years that uh, were iconic uh, in regards to our youth. And then we have uh, Elvira, who hasn't been relevant since about the 80s. And just, I know this is going to upset many of you uh, very much, but she's leaving Twitter. Elvira's leaving Twitter because of Elon. I'm leaving Twitter until they decide to reinstate their human rights and ethics teams. You can't, and she's on Twitter doing this, right? You can't promote hate speech and call it free speech until then. Unpleasant dreams. You know, it was really keeping me up at night, wondering if uh, Elvira is going to stick it out with uh, with Twitter. And now we know what she's done, man. I, you know, Elvira, Cassandra, whatever the hell your name is, nobody cares anymore, baby. Nobody cares, sweetheart. <laughs> All these people that nobody gives a crap about are hopping off of Twitter as if it it's going to leave some huge vacuum in their wake. How do we go on without Elvira on Twitter? Holy crap. And Elvira, Cassandra Peterson, whatever the hell it is, is a big liberal who has been objectifying women for <laughs> the length of her career. And I'm not, I'm not complaining. I, back in the day, I kind of liked the way she objectified women or objectified herself, you know? She was goth hot, if that's a thing. But she's left Twitter, and, and uh, I, I don't know how I shall go on. The Arquette sisters have also left Twitter. Uh, Patricia and the other one, uh, they've uh, they've left Twitter, so that's going to leave a big sucking hole in my existence. Um, AOC Alexandria Orifice Cortez is still worried about her. She's worried about her mention tabs. And we'll be right back. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, nine till eleven. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back six minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I uh, need to deal with the other big political story of the day. Uh, as we still wait on uh, Arizona and I believe Alaska and Georgia. Well, Georgia's going into uh, a runoff. Um, yeah, I want to talk about Trump and DeSantis here. Uh, because Trump's been snarking on DeSantis since Saturday night, uh, call, ta- has, has tagged him Ron DeSanctimonious, um, had a rally, which was supposed to be for some of the candidates running uh, in the midterms. Uh, this was Monday night, but uh, he, he played it up like he had a big announcement to make. And then what he announced was that uh, he was going to make an announcement on the 15th, so this coming Tuesday. And uh, even after DeSantis won, uh, Trump was out there saying, well, he better not run for president. I mean, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but he better not run for president because something bad's going to happen or it might hurt him very badly. 
And then today, uh, or yesterday rather, he, he puts out a statement. A long, it's not a short thing. And it was published by the New York Post and uh, yesterday, and it's all about uh, how Ron DeSantis sucks. I mean, uh, let me just read you some of this. News Corps, which is Fox, the Wall Street Journal, and the, the no longer great New York Post is all in for Governor Ron DeSanctimonious, an average Republican, an average Republican governor with great public relations, who didn't have to close up his state, but did, unlike other Republican governors whose overall numbers for a Republican were just average, middle of the pack, including COVID and who has the and who has the get this and who has the advantage of sunshine, which he writes in all caps, where people from badly run states up north would go no matter who the governor was, just like I did. It's all Trump's statement. Uh, and then he spends a fair amount of time talking about uh, 217. He was politically dead, losing in a landslide to a very good agricultural com- agriculture commissioner, Adam Putnam, who uh, was loaded up with cash and great poll numbers. Ron had low approval, bad polls, and no money, but he said that if I would endorse him, he could win. Uh, he said, uh, Trump goes on to say that he, you know, he, there was a fixed election against Ron uh, DeSantis and, and, uh, he was able to make sure, uh, as president that, uh, uh, the elections would be on the up and up and, 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 and then he kind of gets near the end of the statement and this is Trump again. And now Ron DeSanctimonious is playing games. The fake news asks him if he's going to run if President Trump runs, and he says, I'm only focused on the governor's race. I'm not looking into the future. Well, in terms of loyalty and class, that's really not the right answer. So I, I what would the right answer be then? No, I'm not going to run against Donald Trump if he runs. Um, you know, I don't know where you are in this. And I, before we even get into the phone lines, because I've been hearing this for, for a couple of days now, whenever Trump comes up, whatever I'm saying right now has absolutely nothing to do with my respect for Donald Trump as a president. I thought he was amazing. And point in fact, I was one of the first voices on the radio that was talking up Donald Trump. I, I, I got on the Trump train fairly early. After eight depressing freaking years of Barack Obama, I was like, Trump's got it. He's got the message. And I voted for him twice. At least I think I voted for him the second time. And I'm very happy with both both votes. I th- again, I, I, I think he was robbed of that second term. I'm sure he's got some angst and anger in him about that. I, I wouldn't blame him for that. And I'm sure if he's actually going to run again in 2024 that he sees Ron DeSantis as a major opponent, and that's why I guess he's going after him now. But is this helping Trump? Ron DeSanctimonious. If you've noticed, Ron DeSantis ain't playing the game. Ron DeSantis hasn't said anything about Trump. Uh, and hasn't responded, and I think that's smart. 
Uh, it's kind of like I said uh, when the left, including the president, were trying to characterize, which they still are, characterize Trump supporters and conservatives in general, Christians, as domestic terrorists and domestic threats and insurrectionists. The proper play on that from, from Trump would have been to not say anything, just stay out of sight. And he couldn't do that. So I don't know if he's just hell-bent on running for president and he's got to take DeSantis out. But as somebody who is a a supporter and a fan of Donald Trump, this stuff's really turning me off. And we don't know everything. I, you know, there, there are. I caller talked to us earlier that uh, DeSantis is having some kind of some meetings back behind closed doors with guys like Paul Ryan. And I, I, you know, is this a rhino revolution? I don't know. All I know is that the Trump thing on DeSantis is just coming off a little jerky this this week. What do you think? Uh, here's Brian. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, sir? Another day in paradise. What are you? What are you thinking? <laughs> living the living, living the, the dream. dream. <laughs> I'm living the dream. Oh, I'm a retired Marine, mm. uh, so today's my day. Yes, it but, is. Thank uh, you for your service, I, sir. Well, you're welcome. I, if, you know, when people say that, uh, it kind of embarrasses me, but I know what they're saying because it wasn't a service to me. I loved every minute of mm. it. Did a lot of stuff. But what I'd like to tell your listeners, we need to thank the Vietnam vets because when I came back. From Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, I was welcomed with open arms. Right. The Vietnam vets weren't. Right. True that. Yeah, my my wife's dad was a Vietnam vet. He's no longer with us, but um, apparently he used to to talk about that himself to to his family. Every time I I see a vet wearing a Vietnam veteran, I I go up to him and say, hey, thank you, and welcome home. Right. Good for you. Good for you. Thanks, sir. Is that all you got? Oh, okay. Oh, thank you. That's it. No, okay. Excellent. No, it's Veterans Day. I told you the lines are open all day for Veterans Day. So thank you again yeah. for your service, and uh, and thank you for your call. All right. You have a great day. You too, Love man. Have a, thank you. Have a great weekend, brother. Here's Tim. Tim, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing wonderful, Sean. Great show. Great topics. God hey, bless uh, you. Hey, God bless you, too. Hey, I know uh, Donald Trump is listening to your show right now. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, got a, I got a message for him. He, he's a good man. He, he has great policies. He has a very big mouth, and sometimes he doesn't know when to keep his foot out of it. And, if, and he just lost millions, maybe tens of millions of supporters within the Republican Party with that, his little snide remarks about Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is now the leader of this party. If Ron DeSantis runs in the primary against Trump, he's going to win. I guarantee it. And I'm, I'm just—I've had it with Trump. He, he's got some good policies. He's did a great job as president, but I don't want to see four more years of him. I just—I I, I, I I, I think his moment is coming. I think his moment is in history is past. Yep. I think he'd make a great elder statesman. I think he'd make a great yep. kingmaker. Is the word that everybody likes to use. Right. I'm sure he feels pretty burned about that second term because a lot of us do feel burned about that second term. I'm one of them. I do. Yeah. But yeah, that I having been both. said, I think DeSantis is the future. I do too. Absolutely so. right. All right, man. Great. Well, thank, thank you very much. Thanks, brother. Have, Have a great weekend. weekend. You too. Uh, Eleanor, how you doing? I'm fine, Sean. I know you're a Trump fan, but so was I, but. He shot his mouth off a little bit too much this time. Yeah, I'm not really getting it. 
I'm not really I'm not really understanding why he thinks this is going to work for him. No. <laughs> you know, especially especially coming off the hurricane and and DeSantis has had a very good year and and uh it it just seems jerky and petty. Well, yeah, that's it. You know those northerners, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I was gonna say I used to be a northerner, but no, I was more of. I mean, I I, I don't know if I was. Well, I guess I was northeast. Yeah, but. you were. Don't try to get out of it. <laughs> and I want to wish my son and my deceased husband a happy Veterans Day. One was Navy, one was Army, so you know how that went. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some interesting discussions a, there, I bet. <laughs> have a good day. I don't miss your show at all, kiddo. You have a good day. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, 210-599-5555. One more. Robert, how you doing? Hello, is that me? Yeah, it's you, baby. What you, what you got, what you thinking about? <laughs> All right. This is just my opinion. And I'm sure people are going to throw rocks at me, but, uh, I'm pro Trump 100%. Uh, I, I like DeSantis. I don't think it's his time yet. Uh, I think he's well known in Florida. This, uh, over this election real quick. I went out in the west side of San Antonio, uh, close to Culebra Street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I joke. Uh, and, uh, and I was talking to people, and a lot of people, I'm sorry to say I'm Hispanic myself, are, are not that much into politics. And when I was trying to push a Republican ticket, the first thing they tell me, is Trump running, is Trump running in Spanish? And I go, no, nope, not this time. Not one person asked me about DeSantis. Everybody that did not know too much about politics but wanted to get involved, with Trump, 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 Trump. Wow. So there's a lot of support for Trump out there. Uh, again, I think the smart thing would be Trump run these four years. After that, give it to DeSantis, and we have 12 years of Republican. Hey, Sean, thanks. I love your show. Keep doing a good job, man. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you, man. I appreciate the call, Robert. Thank you. We're going to take a break. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back talking about uh, Donald Trump, the Donald Trump effect. He's uh, talking smack about Ron DeSantis left and right. He put out another statement last night, or yesterday rather, talking crap about Ron DeSantis. Is this working for him? Also, it, pretty much, yeah, we, we know Gallagher has passed away, the comedian Gallagher, from massive organ failure. Here's Caesar. Caesar, how you doing? Yes, how you doing? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Hey, man, I want to be honest with you. You know, and... and uh... I am a veteran mm-hmm. of 37 years. Mm. And when I say 37 years, I'm talking about I'm a retired veteran of over 20 years. And also I was uh, a veteran in the Middle East mm. uh, supporting the wars that were going on, the three wars that were going on. And so I go back to uh, Jimmy Carter days. Right. And I'm going to say this to you, sir. Politics is not clean. It has never been clean. It would never be clean. Now, some of your listeners... I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in you also, believe it or not. And why is that? Why, why is this? Not a lot to the point. Not a, let me finish. Not a lot to the point where I understand you have your opinion, and that's fine and dandy. We all have opinions. But I'm going to say this to you, sir. The Democratic parties will divide us, and they will continue to divide us. I will tell you, if we allow this to happen, 
we are going to be in dark days. I say to you this, sir. If President Trump decides to run, I will vote for him. Because just like he said, he'd never turn his back on us as Americans. He would never do it. He has not. He had backed us where the thick or thin. He didn't have to be president. He was already rich. But you know what? He put a lot at stake for us. Now, I'll go back to the Bible. You know, Judas is Judas. Judas turned on Jesus. I'm not saying that Trump is Jesus. But if you look at the scenario, it's the same. You know, I, I, I really, I mean, I, and, and with all due respect, I, 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 I like DeSantis. I like DeSantis. But at the same time, too, I'm not going to turn my back on Trump. I don't care what nobody said. Oh, okay. Turn well, his back on me. He didn't turn the back on right. you. I will not turn my back well, on first you. First off, let me yes, th- th- hang on. You got to let me respond because I'm getting low on time. First off, thank you for your service. Uh, and I mean that. You know, you know I do. Um, I, I'm not turning on Trump. If Trump ends up being on the ticket, I would gladly vote for him again. But we nobody has announced yet. We he was doing this before the midterms were even uh, before vo- the polls even opened. I, I don't understand the 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 harsh way in which he's going after Ron DeSantis. No, that I do not understand. Politics is politics. Look, dude, politics is not clean. It's never. I, I never clean. believed. Believe it's me, I've been doing business. this for a long time. I never believed that it was. Well, I'm older than you are. You know. It what? just I'm doesn't. I, I know, but what? But what is I the what is the point of crapping on on Ron DeSantis this week? What's the point of it? Okay, well he is, but you know, Ron DeSantis well, is a big boy. He could handle. No, but wait a minute. I, I know, but I know because you're a supporter of Donald Trump that you, you can't say anything negative about him. But what is the point of crapping on Ron DeSantis this week? Say that. I didn't say that. What I'm saying to you is... You're calling me Judas, man. <laughs> I cannot turn my back on him. How can you turn your back on him? I'm not turning my back for? on him. I'm saying, hey, this no. is some crummy behavior, and it's turning me off. It doesn't mean well, I'm not going to vote hey, for him if he ends up on the ticket. Got, we all got crummy behaviors. Our kids sometimes, they turn on us because, you know why? Because we told them, clean your damn room. So what? So, should I never say anything critical or negative about Donald Trump? Um, otherwise, you know, I'm Judas. You guys been ragging on him since since early this morning. I mean, come on. Now. It's a news story, man. He put out it, dude. It's a news story. He put out a a lengthy statement yesterday, dissing Ron DeSantis. It's part of the news cycle. Something about Ron DeSantis, big deal. So he said something about Ron DeSantis. Okay, Ron DeSantis could handle it. Ron DeSantis, you know, and I love him to death. Believe me, I love him to death too. But you know what? It's politics. politics yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying, but I, I, as an American citizen with a free with freedom of speech, don't I have a right to voice an opinion right about something that I'm being I'm being mildly mildly critical of a guy? What? But you have a no. As a matter of fact, I'm not taking that right away from you because God knows that I joined the military because of that because I love this country. But I'm also telling you, too, at the same time is, let's not, let's not over-inflate this. You know, okay, yes, he's not perfect. We, none of us are perfect. We make mistakes. We say things, but you know what? At the end of the day, let's look at the good things that he's done. I, I the embrace good the good things he did as president. All I'm okay, saying well, is that I'm, I can, I, hang on. I, I, you, dude, you got to listen to me a little uh, once in a while, okay? 
All I'm saying is that, yes, I have the right. Just because he's Donald Trump doesn't mean he gets to magically be free of all criticism. I don't like what he's doing this week. Doesn't mean I'm any less of a fan or supporter than I was before. Uh, I, I personally think I would like to, at least at this juncture, I'd rather see Ron DeSantis run than Donald Trump. But if Trump runs again and makes it through the primary season, I'll vote for him. And, you know, that's cool. And, and, and I agree with that 100%. You know, because it's going to be it's gonna be a, a two, two-edged racer. You know, which one right. do I go no. with? But, you know, at the same time, I'm going to tell you something. And I'm going to be really honest with you. I've been listening to a lot of your people. Now, there have been some people that are Who are my people? What they said. That they said. They said, you know what? Even though I like Ron DeSantis, I really do. I listen to some of your people. But you know what? I can't turn my back on it. And I cannot either. But I, I cannot. I will not. I refuse to. And I'm going to tell you why. Because right. shit was so screwed up. All right. You got to watch your mouth there, dude. You got to remember where you are. Thank you for your service. Um, I don't feel like I'm turning my back on Donald Trump. And I don't feel anywhere near like a political Judas. <laughs> Let's just get that straight, okay? Uh, one more quick one. Here's Gail. Gail, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing very good. How are you? Okay. We don't have a lot of time, so what are you thinking? I'm thinking that there's the madness here. Master reality show person, and he is still in a world where that method of undermining a campaign is. So if they think that DeSantis is an anti-Trump, then that boosts him in the eyes of people, uh, Mr. DeSantis, that is. And well, he can say, see, I'm not Trump. Right. I, I got to run, Gail. I'm just out of time. I, I think what Ron DeSantis is the, the best thing to do, which is to say nothing. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Um, let me just pick up a, a few more thoughts from what we we're talking about. We're talking about Trump, you know, really crapping all over Ron DeSantis this week. And we had a, a caller uh, who was very upset with me uh, just a few minutes ago because he felt I was turning my back on Trump by being critical of him, uh, compared me to Judas, <laughs> which I thought was a bit intense. And, uh, you know, I, I, I let me just uh, clear the room up here a little, or clean the room up here a little bit. I, I still support Trump. I, I thought he was a great president. Uh, as I've been saying all morning, I was very early on the Trump train when a lot of people thought he was a doofus. I'm like, no, listen to what he's saying. And uh, was very pleased when he won and was very pleased with what he did while he was in office. And uh, I believe that uh, he will go down in history, depending on who writes the history books, as one of the most effective and frankly, beloved presidents this country's ever had. And I never thought, 10 years ago, I, I you know, your Facebook memories come up. Uh, I had one come up this week uh, from 10 years ago where, I, or 13, 12 or 13 years ago when Trump was going off in the birth of thing with Obama and I was calling him a fame hog and, and dude, what's, you know, didn't really take him seriously. Never really took him seriously. Didn't really follow him very much. Uh, even back in the heyday of the late 80s or early 90s. Never watched a celebrity, uh, The Apprentice show. Never saw a single episode of that. I wasn't somebody that followed Donald Trump. Uh, but when I started listening to what he was saying on the campaign trail after eight years of Obama, I'm like, he's got it, man. 
Um, I have been critical of him in the past. I was critical of him on January 6th. They didn't get out in front of that thing a little quicker. I don't think it was an insurrection. But uh, I, I think Trump could have uh, made some statements a little sooner than he did in the day. So I was critical of him that day. And I'm critical of him this week. But let, let's not you know, fall into the category or fall into the place to where uh, we, we don't question our leaders at all. That's, that's what the other side does. They don't question each other. They don't question Biden. They don't question uh, Schumer. They don't question Pelosi. You know, it's, it's a good thing intellectually and, and politically to question authority and to be critical of it when you believe it requires criticism. I'm not going to not criticize Donald Trump just because 99.9% of the time I'm a supporter. Yes? Here's Christy. Christy, how you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. What are you thinking? Well, i got to stand for my man. I think that all this time he spent defending himself against everybody. And how many times can he say, I didn't do it? Yeah, but what's he got against DeSantis? Other than he may be know, running against him. Know, I mean, when I watch DeSantis, there's something in my gut that is like Lyndon Johnson and people like that. You know, they just don't sit right with me. So, but I mean, if you go back to his SOTU speech, remember State of the Union? Yeah, but we're, but, but again, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about what he's done as president. We're talking about this but week. He knows, he knows something, just like that night, you know. Nancy tore up the speech right after he said that we were going to work with China on something coming to our country. I mean, I think that he's always right on a lot of things. You said last the other day that you like the way he says China. But I, I, I don't dislike Donald Trump, okay? I'm still a supporter, I I but I'm not, really, I'm not really getting why he's crapping on DeSantis. He, obviously, he knows something. Or he feels, you know, something's been said to him, whether it's true or not. We don't know yet. I, I, I thank you. I got to go, but you, you guys are starting to sound like Democrats. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know what I mean. In this regard, you can support Donald Trump and still be critical of him on occasion. Okay, if if he's going to run against DeSantis and that's how it pans out, that's how it pans out. We are a long way from that point. I don't. Why this week? He should be holding DeSantis up as a freaking victory. And he's crapping all over him. Why? Here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well, Sean, and, and you are absolutely right on this. Uh, you're the man. And just like uh, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, Donald Trump's a big boy. He can take it. I, I try my best to exercise living in the present and not in the past. Right. But I often I do often find myself wondering what could have been had the Republican Party stood behind him, stood with him in strength and unity. What could have been? We'll never know. I agree. Uh, and so I I I I I I, I get Trump. I'm going to shove it down their throats. They, they, they betrayed me, and they didn't stand with me, and I did what I did for country and party. Yep. 
But Trump better back up and step off because he is starting to wear on me a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like you. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I and I and I'm starting to think that there's some there's some uh, some Judases in Trump's team that are telling him, yeah, this is the way to go. This is the way to go. Even though all across the country, conversations are taking place just like this. Right. This is not the only radio station where this is occurring, and right. people are calling and saying, and 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 hosts are saying, what is what is the deal here, Trump? Come this on. is this has been one of the hit the Trump effect. The Trump DeSantis thing has been a major story this week as far as conversation, and uh, and, and it is. It's very strange. I got to run, Steve. I'm just up against the clock, brother. Yes, sir. All right, thank you, sir. Uh, we're going to take a little break. We'll come back and we'll talk some more. Uh, oh, oh, just so you know, Kamala Harris. Uh, you know, she's congratulating Joe. He did it. He saved democracy. Aren't you happy? Don't you feel so much better? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA, San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Hi. Uh, final few moments of our Veterans Day broadcast. So also, you know, uh, thanks uh, for your service. If you know a vet, uh, you know, uh, buy him some dinner, buy him some lunch, tell him thank you at least. And if you meet a vet, buy him a beer, buy him a cup of coffee. Um, 210-599-5555, Let's see, in other news, Colorado, and we're reporting this uh, on the KTSA website via the Associated Press Associated Press of Colorado has passed a ballot initiative to decriminalize magic mushrooms for people 21 and older. <laughs> microdosing is a thing now. Oh, God. I don't even know. What, what is microdosing? I don't even know what that is. You just don't take enough to really trip. Really, oh, really, really What's the fun trip? of that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, what are you laughing at, Morgan? You. Well, they say that it it because there's new stuff saying well it, they they they've they've legalized it for medicinal reasons and for personal use and for pizza toppings. <laughs> Baby, you want to see some weird crap, man? Eat a magic mushroom pizza. I'm kidding. Did that in college. See how you are. Let's see. Uh, and there's been new research saying that it it does for some bizarre reasons seem to help with. Depression, PTSD, anxiety. It even helps with addiction, which is kind of interesting to me. Like, how how do the dragons scare the addiction out of you? I don't know. <laughs> you do that once, you're like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. You know what I mean? That's some weird crap, yeah. man. So, you know, I, I, whatever. I never thought I'd see this day. I mean, honestly, when because I think there's one other state. Oregon, two states now that have legalized magic mushrooms or decriminalized them. Decriminalized them. That's right. They're not. They're not changed they're not, at the federal level, right? Or the designation, right. just like marijuana. You decriminalize it statewide. It's still illegally federally. Yes. I just, if you're depressed, I don't. I don't know why anybody would want to do do mushrooms. Because what if? You, I mean, I I don't know. Of course, personally. <laughs> 
but people have told me, you know, you're depressed. What if you what if you go on a bad trip, man? You start seeing some ugly, depressing crap, man. It seems like it would make depression worse. You have like a large, I don't know, blue crab gnawing on your head. I mean, it, you, talking in Latin, you know, it might uh, might mess with your depression a little bit. That's Maybe. all. It could. But don't you always have kind of a bummer when you come down off those things? No. How do you know? <laughs> college. Oh, college. Oh, right, right. Yeah, we'd go to Enchanted Rock <laughs> and God. go hiking yeah. on, on Enchanted trips. Rock. You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that hallucinogenics, based upon what people have told me, <laughs> that once they wear off and you're back in the real world, it's kind of a bummer. It's kind of a bummer. Once you're not living in the crayon box anymore. And all the little sparkly stuff stops happening, and you get back to the grayness of everyday life. That that in and of, in and of itself can be a little depressing. But couldn't think, that be said for any any drug like that, though? I mean, if you yes, you know, you, I think um, <laughs> I mean, you smoke a joint, you're feeling good. It wears off. What happens? It's kind of a downer. You just smoke another joint. Yeah. Um, well, I what I'm I don't know. I don't the, the marijuana is illegal and wrong. I don't know, but uh. You know, I, I, I guess what, what they're saying, and they used to say this in the 60s actually as well with, with LSD, is that you, when you were on a psychedelic, you are deep inside your mind, and in a weird way, you're able to deal with whatever it is that's depressing you. Uh, because depression, though it's an illness, does have a trigger. I mean, it's not it, it, you. You there's a, it's genetics, I believe, to a certain extent, chemist, brain chemistry, mm-hmm. but also what's going on inside of you. You know, and they say that psychedelics help you sort of face that, get past it. So, and say. in facing it, yes, you you are able to diminish your depression or your anxiety or what have you. I just think it's about seeing, like, talking birdies on the lampshade. You know, I, I just, not that I ever talked to birds on a lampshade because I was on Magic Mushrooms. No. Right. Plus, who puts birds on a lampshade? That's tacky. I don't know, but it was just there, and I wouldn't shut up. Anyway. God bless the 80s. <laughs> oh, man. Sesame Street was fun to watch. Oh. What, what, what did you start when you were five? Sesame Street? Yeah, you, in college. You oh, in college. Sesame Street, do some LSD, and yeah. Oh, boy. I, used to, I had some I had some neighbors years ago in this apartment building I lived in, right? And they would they would get really wasted on stuff like that and watch Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh God! I bet that was a trip. Yeah. I don't, I'd be walking by the door and I could hear Pee Wee Herman at top volume. I'm like, what no, the, what are you guys doing in there? Tripping. I, I don't tripping. I'm tripping watching Pee Wee, baby. It all makes I, uh, sense. I I I don't know this personally, of course, but a friend of mine told me. That he once tripped on uh, magic mushrooms and watched 2001: A Space Odyssey, and he got the ending. <laughs> he got and he understood the ending <laughs> ending fully, <laughs> and saw it was little skulls in the astronauts' helmets. Hmm. I don't know that Stanley Kubrick is something you want to kick around when you're tripping on mushrooms. Yeah, probably but, not you a know. good idea. Stick to some Jimi Hendrix records. Or, or, or Pee-wee's Big Adventure, maybe some SpongeBob. Enchanted yeah. Rock's always good. Enchanted. What is Enchanted Rock? What is that? You, you ever been? been? Oh. No. Well, oh. you know, we, well, first of all, you have to walk to get to the top, so he's oh, not going. Forget that. You know? <laughs> yeah. But you should do it. It's beautiful. Where is it? 
Is it here? That's outside of Fredericksburg. Like Dripping oh. Springs area, Fredericksburg. It's like oh. 90 minutes or so from here. Oh, yeah. Okay. A couple of hours, perhaps. It's not that far. So you eat the shrooms while you go drive out there and then they kick oh, in. Right. There's a plan. There you go. <laughs> eat the shrooms before you drive. Officer, I'm not on drugs, but would you please stop melting? <laughs> Cop pulls you over. I'm sorry, officer. The old Cheech and Chong. You keep on knocking, but you can't come in. Hey, Dave's not here, man. Um, <laughs> hey, strawberry. I'm just... I always look at the thing on his neck, man. Pure Labrador. Pure Labrador, Pure man. Labrador. <laughs> this show over. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Thank you, uh, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan. I'm a good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye.